0: where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 158, How We Miss Turkeys. And I am your host and the guy who is older this week than he was last week. Yes, indeed, I celebrated another birthday on Friday of this past week, so my driver's license says I'm a little bit older, but I don't feel it. I feel good, and I'm getting excited because we are 133 days, 8 hours, 37 minutes, and 1 second away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. That's right, a little more than 4 months away. So, hey, FYI, the NWTF room block at the Opryland Hotel and Convention Center in Nashville is open now for reserving for the NWTF convention in February. So, go to the NWTF website and dig around a little bit under the convention tab, and you will actually see a link there where you can reserve your room at the Opryland Hotel. So, go reserve your room now. I'm reserving mine today. The convention is only a hundred or so days away, and it'll be here before we know it. So enough talking about fun stuff. Let's get to talking about a serious topic, and that serious topic is missing wild turkeys. Missing a turkey is never fun. It is never part of our plans. When we get up in the morning before the crack of dawn, we go out into the woods. We don't ever say, all right, this morning I'm going to miss a turkey. And, unfortunately, it happens to all of us at some point in time if we turkey hunt long enough. I'm not shy about it, and I'm not too proud to admit that it has happened to me, usually, about once per year. And then there was that one year when it happened eight times. That was an awesome season. Yeah, you heard me. Of course I can say it was an awesome season now. When it went down, it was a bit frustrating it was a lot frustrating and after missing several turkeys i discovered why and we'll actually talk about that in a bit but i had 16 close encounters with turkeys that year i missed eight turkeys and i killed eight turkeys it was an awesome season needless to say i'd love to do it again the 16 close encounters with turkeys that is not the eight misses part many years ago I opened up my big mouth, and I told my turkey hunting buddy, Todd, that I'd never missed a turkey before because I didn't get as nervous when I was hunting turkeys like I did when I was hunting whitetails. Now, that was early on in my hunting years. And, as you may have already guessed it, I missed my first turkey the following morning. <laughs> Now, I've missed many turkeys since then, and I can still remember most, if not all, of those turkeys that I've missed. Some of the misses, like last season's miss of the quasi-Alabama public land turkey, still wake me up at night. And some of them I can now laugh at, like the miss that I had of one of the gobblers that taught me a whole lot about turkeys and turkey hunting. I hunted that particular turkey for several years in a row. And he definitely taught me a lot about turkey hunting. And I flat out missed him one day. Had him dead to rights and missed him. Now I did end up killing him. But that is a different story for a different day. While missing really is never fun or planned, it is catch and release turkey hunting. And it gives us the opportunity to hunt that turkey again. But that is really the only good that I can find in missing a turkey. And since the bad of missing turkeys far outweighs the good of missing turkeys, we want to put an end to missing if we can. So let's get on with the show. In no particular order of importance on what we need to do to avoid missing, number one, our gun is not sighted in the point of aim on a gun is not a constant guns get bumped dropped rusted dirty wet sights get broken and knocked off of center barrels get dented bent and pitted and these are all reasons why we can miss turkeys now if we don't change our sights our shells or our choke before turkey season starts we should be fine to take our guns to the woods turkey hunting with us The key word there is should because the truth of the matter is if we don't change any of these three things then we still owe it to ourselves and to the turkeys to shoot our gun with our turkey shells at least one time before season to make sure everything is just as we left it at the end of last season. Now, this is something that I do with my rifles for deer season, and I do it with my shotgun before turkey season. I will fire one shell out of the gun, at least I sure do hope it's only one shell that I have to fire out of the gun to make sure that that gun is still shooting where I am aiming. If it is, then we're done. And if it's not, well, we just saved ourselves some frustration and maybe some humiliation as well, because... It doesn't seem like we often miss when we're by ourselves. It seems like we always have that one turkey hunting buddy with us that is so good at giving us a hard time about missing. And we probably prevented ourselves from wounding a turkey sometime as well. Now... If we change chokes or shells or sights, then we absolutely have to go to the range and shoot our guns. There is a 99% chance that our guns will not shoot where we are aiming, and we need to spend the time and the money making sure that we get the center of our shot pattern hitting where we are aiming. Now, I've come up with a way that I like to do that, that I feel like is pretty inexpensive, and is pretty painless compared to going to the range to sight in our turkey shotgun with a box or two of our favorite turkey hunting loads. And if you want some tips on how to do that inexpensively and with less pain, then listen in to episode number 15, where I share how I do that. Reason number two that we miss turkeys is one that I just mentioned, and that is changing shotgun shells. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most people listening to this show know that if they changed their sight on their shotgun that they would need to shoot their shotgun in order to get it sighted in. But so many people do not sight their gun in or pattern their gun when they change brands or shot size or length of shotgun shells. And that's a huge mistake. Not all shotgun shells shoot the same out of a shotgun. So remember that season I just told you about where I missed eight turkeys? One of the main reasons that I missed eight turkeys that year is because that was the year that Heavy Shot started producing and selling their own shells. You see, before that year, Remington... Produced and sold the heavy shot shell, and my gun shot those shells very well. So what I did not know is that when Remington and heavy shot parted ways and heavy shot started making their own shells, is that those were not the exact same shells. I didn't take the time to shoot the heavy shot shells before season started, and I missed seven turkeys with those shells now at some point during the season I decided that it was not me it had to be either my gun or the shells so I decided to take the gun to the range and pattern it and that's where I noticed that the gun was shooting high and left about a foot high and about a foot left that's plenty far off to miss a turkey and I missed several of them with that So rather than change shells, I changed my point of aim and killed several more turkeys that way. But the lesson of the story is that manufacturers of shotgun shells change things in those shells that we often never find out about. And that's why we need to fire the first round out of every new box of shells at a paper target. Don't do like I did and miss several turkeys before you do that. Now if you shoot the same shells, for instance, if you're shooting Winchester Longbeard XR and you're shooting a number six shot, but during the middle of the season you run out of shells and you go to your local sporting goods stores and they don't have number six shot, they have number five shot, then we need to shoot those shells. At least shoot one of them through our gun so we know how it patterns and we know that the point of aim has not changed. That shell should shoot exactly where the number six shot shoots. But again, the key word there is should shoot. We need to know that it does shoot in the exact same spot that the number six shot shoots. All right, so a third reason that we miss turkeys is one that I think many of us overlook. And that is that the gun that we're shooting does not fit us. Yes, we should buy a gun that fits us properly. And most guns straight from the factory are made for one-size-fits-all. But all of us hunters are not the same size. So a one-size-fits-all shotgun is not going to fit all hunters. Those of us smaller hunters need shorter shotguns with a shorter length of pull and vice versa. Now I think that a shotgun that doesn't fit us is really more evident when we're wing shooting, but it definitely plays into aiming a shotgun at a turkey's waddles. If we don't know how to tell if a particular shotgun or maybe our current shotgun fits us or not, then we need to ask a salesperson at one of our local sporting goods stores for help and we need to get measured for that gun before we buy it. It might be that we need to add a spacer between the buttstock and the recoil pad on that shotgun to lengthen the length of pull of that gun. Or it might be that there's already a spacer there that we can pull out to shorten the length of that length of pull of that shotgun. We may even have to have the butt of that stock cut or as we can do a lot of times today, buy an aftermarket buttstock for that gun and replace it, an aftermarket buttstock that fits us. We are much more comfortable. And because of that, we are much more accurate with a gun that fits us. Number four, not aiming correctly. More precisely, what I mean is watching the show instead of aiming the shotgun. So unless we're shooting a scope or a holographic sight, we really have to make it a point to keep our cheek on the buttstock of the gun. And I know for a fact that this has been the source of many misses for me and most likely for lots of you guys listening as well. It's always enticing to want to lift our head off of that gun and watch the shot happen on that turkey. The problem is, once we lift our head off of that gun, to watch the shot hit the turkey is when the shot goes off, it does not hit the turkey. That's a big problem. So, personally, I always try to remind myself before I can ever see the turkey approaching to keep my line of sight down the barrel. Line up the sights on the turkey's waddles and slowly squeeze the trigger. And I found if I walk myself through that process before I have the opportunity to actually see the turkey and get on the turkey, it's fresh on my mind. And I seem to make it more of a point to do those things if I remind myself about it before I click the safety off on a bird. But trust me on this one. I get it. I have done it. It is so much fun to watch a turkey hunt. But when we watch a turkey hunt, we're often not making ourselves a part of that hunt. And we're one of the two major players of that hunt. So we need to be paying attention. We need to be focused. We need to stay on that gun. And even after the trigger breaks and the gun goes boom, we need to be ready to get our cheek back on the gun for a follow-up shot just in case something happened. And we either wounded that bird and knocked him down, or we missed altogether and we need to make a follow-up. So, making a point to remind ourselves to keep our cheek down on the buttstock of that gun and our eyeball looking down the rib of the barrel and through our sights. Another reason that we miss turkeys is that we misjudge the distance. And this is a tough one. Okay, seriously, though, who am I kidding? These are all tough ones. But misjudging the distance of a turkey, I think, is more common with field turkeys. Because there's usually nothing out there between us and the turkey for us to be able to use to judge the size of that bird. And by judging the size, we typically find it hard to judge the distance. And now, this is where rangefinders can come in handy. And we can use a rangefinder before we get into shooting position on trees that are around us if we're in the woods or on anthills in a field or clumps of grass or sage in a field. Those are all references that we can shoot with a rangefinder before we ever see a turkey or even hear a turkey at that spot to know what some markers are around there, to know that if a turkey walks between us and that marker, that he is in range. Another thing that we can do to help us judge distance is to use decoys. So if our effective range on a wild turkey is 50 yards with our shotgun, then we can take our decoys and put them out in front of us at 25 yards and know that about double that is our maximum range. Now, I don't recommend putting decoys out at 50 yards because sometimes you can hang a turkey up out even further away from that, but most likely what you're doing is you're going to call that turkey into that point where the decoys are, and that's where he's going to hang up, is right there with the decoys, and he's going to be at your maximum range. So bring those decoys in, put them about half the distance of your maximum range of your shotgun, and let that be a good range finder for you as well. Another thing to do if you have the opportunity, and sometimes we don't always have the opportunity, another good thing to do is to actually step off the distance from the tree or blind that we are in or against to the decoys. So once we set the decoys up, we can actually step off the distance between where those decoys are and where we're sitting down. And that's a great way of knowing how far out we are if you don't have your range finder. So here's another way that we can prevent misjudging distance. Practice, 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 practice. You know, when I was bow hunting a great deal and I would shoot my bow for about two or three months out of the year and I would shoot it several times a week, I got very good at judging distances. And I felt like, and still feel like, shooting my bow made me better at turkey hunting because it helped me to be able to better judge distance. Now another way that we can practice is to take our strutter decoy and stake it up in our yard and turn around away from it and walk. Don't count your steps, but just walk. Stop, turn around, look at the turkey, and try to guess the distance. If you have your rangefinder with you, you can check yourself to see how closely you estimated that distance had. And if you continue to do that, and do it with a strutter decoy, or even a, a standing jake decoy, that'll really help us to be able to judge distance when we get the opportunity on a turkey. Now I've heard some people say that if they can see that turkey's eyeball, then that turkey is in range. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, but it seems to make pretty good sense to me because a turkey's eye is not very big. And if you can see that eyeball out at that distance, then it's probably a good indicator that that turkey is in range. Now, I haven't tried that yet, but I do plan on paying more attention to that this year to see if there's some good logic in that. All right, so another reason that we often miss turkeys, is because we're being farsighted. So what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is when we're farsighted, we look past obstacles that are closer to us and we focus in on our target. When we're farsighted, we often will not see a sapling or a vine between us and our target. And when the trigger does break and the shot goes off, That sapling or that vine between us and the target will often take the majority of our shot and it'll disrupt the pattern of our gun. And personally, I think it tends to happen more frequently when we're shooting at a walking or a running turkey. But it does happen on turkeys that are just standing still. We get so focused on our target that we lose sight of everything between us and the target and what's left and right of the target and we really need to keep our eyes tuned in to everything that's between us and our target so so those of you guys who have listened to every episode of this show have heard this story but a good example of this happening is the whiskey turkey and the whiskey turkey is a turkey that my buddy eric hunted all season long and finally When he got the opportunity to get a shot at the turkey, at about 25 yards, he shot, and the turkey took off running. Now, of course, he was upset with himself after he shot and the turkey took off running, but when everything settled back down, we started looking around in the area that the turkey was standing to look for blood or feathers or anything, and we happened to notice the 4-inch diameter tree that Eric nearly shot in half with his shotgun. He never knew the tree was between him and the turkey. How he didn't know that, I'll never know. But he didn't know it. So we've got to really try hard not to get so focused in on our target that we've got blinders on and we don't see anything to the left or right or behind our target and that we don't see what's between us and the target as well so there you have it there are some of the reasons why we miss turkeys one of the reasons that i didn't put in there is of course the jitters we get gobbler fever and i don't know of any way to get rid of that so we're not even to talk about gobbler fever today i wanted to do this episode because i want us to think about why we miss some of the turkeys that we miss how we miss those turkeys and what we can do to prevent that from happening. We should have these little checklists in our mind that we go through when we're turkey hunting. And when that turkey starts to come into range, we should be marking boxes off. Do I have the gun pointed in the general direction that I think the turkey's coming? Check. Am I in a position to click the safety off without making a lot of noise and a lot of movement? Check. Is my cheek down on the buttstock of the gun? Check. Am I confident in knowing where this gun's going to shoot when I squeeze the trigger? Check. So as many of those boxes that we can check before that trigger breaks on the gun, the greater chance of success that we have. And so that's why I wanted to talk about that today because I just want to plant seeds in our heads of things that we need to think about when we get out there in the turkey woods either this fall or winter or come springtime. And we can do ourselves and our success rate some good by keeping these reasons why we miss in the back of our minds. We can actually do ourselves a lot of good as well by spending more time at the range shooting our turkey guns. I mean, it's incredibly fun, and it is a great family outing. And the more we shoot and the more comfortable we get with our guns the happier it's going to make our bellies come turkey season after we fill them with delicious wild turkey. So that's it. That's all that I've got for you guys today. But before I let you go for the week, you know I'm going to ask you for a favor. And my favor is this. If you've just recently found the show and you're enjoying the show and you have not left a review on your podcast player application, then please do so. That's a huge help to me and to the show, because it'll help people who stumble across the show to decide whether or not they wanna listen. So if you'll do me that favor, I'd be very appreciative. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show,